Welcome to Faith, Love, and Therapy, a podcast to encourage and inspire. My name is Jamie Johnson. I'm your host, a clinical therapist working in the field of mental health for the last 10 years. I believe this podcast is God-led and God-inspired. Thank you for joining me again as we peel back the layers of mental health from a faith perspective. If you want to reach me, send me a question, you can do so at faithlovetherapy at gmail.com. You can send a question that you'd like to be answered on the show or discussed on the show. You can even send it anonymously if you'd like. Just state that you don't want to be named in the letter. You can also find me on Instagram at Faith Love and Therapy Podcast. That's Faith Love and Therapy Podcast on Instagram. And if you catch us on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Again, all of those uh, social media uh, platforms will help us to grow and to share more about mental health from a faith perspective. So today we are going a little bit beyond the surface in terms of how we feel. Um, but often, so often we tend to talk about our feelings in a way that can be uh, very surface level. And that's from a place that is just comfortable and more palatable. Sometimes it's more acceptable depending on um, if we're male or female, uh, depending on where we're sharing our feelings. Sometimes being able to say things like I'm angry or I'm frustrated is more uh, palatable than going deeper with the the emotions that are feeding that particular uh, anger or frustration. So, you know, even if we use, if we dig a little deeper into the issue of anger, because I think that's a, a good one to start with, it's not necessarily a primary emotion. It's it's more it's considered more of a secondary emotion. So that there are things that are underneath anger that feed anger we tend to get stuck with, I was just angry. And that's okay. I think anger is a real natural emotion, but go beyond the surface. Um, If you do follow me on Instagram, I shared a picture of an umbrella and it had embarrassment in the umbrella. um, And underneath the umbrella, it had several other emotions that um, could fall under or typically do fall under embarrassment, like shame, um, a number of, you know, worry, uh, sadness, all of those things contribute to or, or, I'm sorry, are underneath embarrassment. So going deeper helps us to really expose what's happening with us. So like I said, if we take anger, many people will are fine with expressing that. And and we've noticed it's kind of been proven that it is more acceptable for uh, men to be angry. Um, Women, yes, we can be angry, but I think men are known to use that particular emotion um, rather than say things like I'm hurt. This is not, you know, I don't want to generalize because there are many men that are becoming, you know, very clear about how they feel and what they're dealing with. Um, But this is just, you know, for an example. So oftentimes if we allow ourselves to really peel back what's happening when we feel angry, we could find that there is um, definitely hurt. You know, I was hurt by a particular situation. And because I was hurt, I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to be vulnerable. And so that wall becomes anger or frustration. It becomes defensiveness. You know, there are a lot of things that it helps me to feel like I can protect myself if I'm angry versus I'm coming from a place of hurt or vulnerability. There could be sadness underneath that anger. There could be just feeling overwhelmed and I don't have the patience or the tolerance right now to deal with it. There can actually be anxiety underneath anger. You know, when when there are certain situations and I don't, you know, I've seen it a couple of times where anxiety is formed and instead of responding anxiously or 
and what we naturally think is an anxious response, it looks like anger. And that's from a place of defense. That's a place of fear. Um, and so we'll label all of these things as anger. And there's so many things that are underneath there. Uh, there are several studies have come out with, you know, particularly black women and the feelings of anxiety and as well as depression um, just being displayed as anger. And so we have to look beyond what we think we're seeing. Um, sometimes there's an issue with unforgiveness. And I think that's something to really tap into is anger could really, really manifest because I, I'm struggling to move beyond this particular issue or this particular person's offense. And so the anger seems, the anger is natural, but if I go deeper and really address the fact that I am hurting or I am not able to forgive this person or able to let go of this particular issue, I would see that there's something more. There's something that I really need to, really need to deal with. So how would I, how would I advise going beyond um, that top layer and really looking at what's going on? First, I would I would say ask, you know, what am I thinking about before um, that particular emotion arises? What am I thinking about while I'm in the midst of that emotion and what's happening after? What am I thinking about after really asking yourself these questions? And you're not going to ask yourself these questions unless you really want to know what's going on with you and you want to make some changes in how you're responding or how you're feeling. But the first thing I would say is ask yourself some hard questions, not hard in the sense of like um, complex, but hard in the sense of you have to be honest with you about what you're really dealing with. What is my what's on my mind that is contributing to how I feel and thus how I behave before I, I engage in this particular response, while I'm engaging in this particular response and after. So having to process, which we typically do in therapy, is process particular situation to explore and break down what was happening. Because most of the time, if you think about when you are responding, when you're in the moment, there's not a whole lot of like processing happening. So many times in therapy, we'll say, okay, slow down and pause. We'll, we'll focus on just getting breath and people come to therapy and they're like, I don't want people telling me how to breathe. But the breathing is to start uh, being more more present with what is happening on the inside of you. It's to slow things down. It's to think clearer. It's to re refocus your attention so that everything is not going 10,000 miles a minute. But it's slowing down so that you can be able to process and be able to explore and be able to respond rather than to react in a way that is not healthy. So Ask yourself the questions that you need to ask in order to know what's truly going on. Practice slowing yourself down so that you can begin to be more present and aware of what's happening with you. Second, I would say, you know, pause. So observe what's happening physically. What is happening on the inside? Also assess what has changed. Sometimes we'll notice a mood or a shift in how we feel very quickly. Um, and being able to really pause and assess is important. I think um, sometimes we'll say, I've been I've been real irritable for like a week. I don't know what's going on. Or like I've been, you know, I've been, I've had a short fuse. Or I haven't had the energy since such and such amount of time. And, you know, on the couch, which I, which I say, you know, for clients on the couch, they'll say, and I don't know why I feel like this. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me the time frame that the, this change started. And they'll say, it was probably like, you know, two or three weeks ago. And I'll start with, well, did anything major happen? 
Many of them say, no, not really. And then through the process of open-ended questions and asking, you know, exploratory questions, they begin to recall. They begin to recall, oh, I had this conversation with so-and-so and I knew immediately like I felt rejected. And then I just was, you know, disappointed. And so I kind of cut them off and it, there was a trickle down effect. And so being aware of what is happening or what has happened, being able to slow down, pause and assess why a change occurred is extremely important. It allows you to be more, um, it allows you to be more in touch with what, what is happening with you. We often get lost in what's going on around us that when we slow down and pause and assess, we have to take really inventory of what has happened, what we've, what we've been exposed to, what has been said to us, what we've overheard, what we've had to deal with, you know, what, what um, load we're carrying. So really take a pause, slow down and observe and assess the change. Then be able to reflect. So ponder on why. And that's what I was saying. When we, when we do that processing, be able to ask why once you start to highlight, okay, these things happened. Okay, why did they affect me in the way that they affected me? That allows you to answer or, or to get to a root cause, typically. It allows you to get down to something that is beyond the surface level. Um, I think that when we are able to get beyond the surface level, it allows us to heal at a different level. It allows things to go beyond just this is how I feel to this is how I'm behaving. This is how my life is being impacted. This is how I'm impacting other people because of the things that I think and feel and do. And so being able to go deeper in your emotional wellness um, is extremely important. Understanding the layers that it impacts. I think that's why you, you know, being able to reflect because, excuse me, oftentimes we see, we see things repeated within generation, right? We see um, whether it's people will say, oh, I have a temper like my, you know, my grandfather, or, you know, I, I am quiet like my dad. There are things that in, in mannerisms, behaviors, um, interactions that we repeat generation after generation. And so we need to see the layers of impact that our behavior, our thoughts, our feelings are having. And we can't do that if we're just staying in, on the surface, if we're just staying on what is um, the first thing that comes to mind or the most acceptable acceptable or the most palatable emotion. Um, but if we dig deeper, then we can look at the layers of impact that it's having not only on our life, our lives, but the lives of people around us and those that we love, our children, you know, our, our nieces, our nephews, our, our friends, our spouse, our, all of those individuals are impacted by our willingness to work on our emotional wellness. And if there's not no, a willingness to work on that, then know that those layers are going to suffer. Those layers are going to be impacted significantly when we're not willing to do some of the real work. So also understanding that feelings do not die. Just because you're not acknowledging them, they haven't gone anywhere. Feelings are, um, are seeds. Feelings will grow. Feelings will, um, will manifest in different ways um, if we're not dealing with them, if we're not addressing what is real and what's really happening on the inside of us. So feelings do not die. They are seed and we have to acknowledge them if we're, if we're choosing a wellness journey, an emotional wellness journey. Um, 
the ne- the next thing I would say is that you know we are our, our responsibility, and I'm not taking anything away from the Creator. I think He is. You know, he is our creator. He is our sustainer. He is our provider, our protector. He's our all in all. He also has given us wisdom. He's given us the ability to and the power to make choices. Um, And so there are some responsibilities. We have to know our level of responsibility um, for ourselves and our well-being. And so how we respond, how we react is something that we have control over and that we have to um, make a, a concerted effort daily, daily to check in with ourselves to ensure that we're getting better, that we are um, making forward, taking steps forward in the direction that we are called to go. And in a, in a lot of us, the direction that we want to be in, we have to really assess if we're being held back by the things that we're not dealing with. The things that we haven't allowed ourselves to process and allowed God to heal. Are we stuck in particular situations or a state or feeling like we just can't move beyond this place in our life because we won't go deeper emotionally because we won't be honest about the emotional impact that it's having on who we've become and that's significant. I, I mean, I think I think sometimes we can we can pretend or we can create this um, this persona that is so strong, that is so un, you know unbothered, um, so self you know involved that I don't need I don't really need to do all this. I don't need to do all this because I've achieved that and I've achieved this. But there's always a level of depth that we will not reach when we're unwilling to allow God the access to heal the things that have affected us. And he doesn't heal things that we're lying about. You know, he's he's a God of, you know, truth. He he wants us to know the truth about ourselves, about him and about ourselves. And so because of that, why would he why would he address something? Why would he try to fix something without first bringing it to your attention so that you can see it plainly so that you can see it, see it plainly? Because then when you see it plainly, then there's a willingness to come to him openly and say, God, I see what this has done and I need you to help to walk alongside me in this healing process. So he does not deal with, you know, false, false sense of self. Um, and so we are our responsibility in being able to really take responsibility for the things that have have occurred and really walk this journey of healing is important. The next thing I think um, if you if you're not um, addressing particular feelings, if you're not addressing your emotional well-being, um, they're going to control you. There, there are things that are just going to control you. And I kind of touched on that, um, a minute ago. So feelings are not supposed to necessarily dictate your behavior. Um, they're only cues. They're only supposed to draw your attention to what is happening on the inside of you or what's impacting you. So if I feel, let's say I feel a sense of shame about something and that manifest as me being shy or embarrassed or uh, withdrawn. What it's drawing the attention to um, is the issue of shame and what I have not allowed myself to be forgiven of or that I am extremely critical of without giving myself, you know, grace, allowing a sense of grace. Um, And sometimes that can really, you know, manifest into kind of this, um, 
and I want to choose my words like, you know, carefully, but this, this level of selfishness because we are consumed with what we are not. And so because of that, we pull back and others can't see what's really going on with us or really engage with us because there's this sense of shame. And so it looks like I'm just shy and kind of withdrawn, but I'm holding back on who I am because I haven't really allowed God to deal with those issues that have caused the shame. So understand that those feelings are not to dictate how you respond or react in the moment. They are to give you a cue as to what needs to be addressed um, by yourself and by the father. And so um, sometimes our feelings are wrong. And I know in therapy, we're often like, well, what are you feeling? What what was that feeling about? Um, But understanding that sometimes we're feeling offended and there was no, there was no offense or there was no intent on offending us. And so the feeling of offense is wrong because it's, it's probably something other, you know, more so that on this, on the side of, I feel embarrassed or I feel um, it's tapping into that place of my internal critic that's already, you know, doing its own thing. Um, And so being aware of is is my feeling a, a true representation of what is happening in this moment Or is it something related to how I'm already feeling or what I'm already dealing with? Assess, assess, assess. You've got to assess. You've got to ask yourself the questions to really go beyond just that feeling, that initial response. Um, Feelings are access points. So the importance of really understanding what's happening with you. Um, and even that, you know, where, where the Bible speaks of guarding your heart, I think um, the Bible reminds us to guard our heart because it's such an access point, because there's so much that could be impacted by how we're feeling and what we do as a result of how we're feeling. So that a particular feeling, whether it's anger, and anger could be an access point um, for abuse. It could be an access point for anxiety. It could be an access point um, for behavior that is unlike you because you're responding from that place of anger. So it, there are things that can access um, your spirit out of that, that space of um, emotional, uh, out of that space of unhealing that has that area that has not been healed. So be careful as to what you're doing when you, when you, when you're being aware, when you're becoming more aware of what you're feeling, thoughts, feelings, behavior, all of those things are connected. So understanding um, that, you know, getting your feelings can cause you to open a door um, to something unhealthy. It can also, you know, close the door to something great. So not staying in that place of emotion, being aware of it, knowing how to respond and know what it's giving you, what it's drawing your attention to is incredibly important, but don't stay in that place of being ruled by your emotions, excuse me, because being ruled by your emotions is not, is not what we were created to do. It's, we were, they're useful tool, but we were not, we're not created to be ruled by our emotions. So we have to understand the root cause. We have to understand the root and what is real. Um, God, you know, wants to heal all of those things that are impacting us in such a negative way. And so 
he reveals so that it can be healed and understanding the importance of really being honest about what's going on underneath the surface, what's going on underneath that umbrella. Um, we have to pinpoint the truth, you know, within the root. So sometimes, you know, some of us will say, well, I struggle with low self-esteem. And I've really been digging in that, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to explore that a bit. Um, and I'm sure I'll have some more episodes on that because my, my thought is that there, there is a connection to envy as much as that feels um, hard to say. But if I feel low about myself, something had to convince me, something had to convince me. And it may have been someone who put that in me, but then there's something that continues to stay, sustain that feeling of, of low self-esteem. And I wonder if, you know, there's a sense of envy when I look at other people, do I compare myself when I look at what others have achieved? Uh, when I look at, you know, what others, you know, how others are succeeding, is there, is there a little bit of, you know, envy in that? So being able to look at the truth that's in the root, um, you know, I said embarrassment, there's a connection, is there a connection to shame and pride? Dig a little deeper. Um, anger, is there, as I said, a connection to unforgiveness? So, you know, we often ask God to search our heart and show us what's underneath. And so we need to be prepared to see what's really underneath and be responsible for taking it to him so that he can heal what is actually real um, and what has been revealed because then we can start to move in a direction that allows us to grow and develop and to impact generations. So I, I'm hoping that with this, you're able to ask yourself some questions, begin to assess, begin to explore, begin to really identify and be present with what is underneath that umbrella. It's not just one emotion. There are several things. There are things that are feeding it. There are other emotions. There are experiences. There are words. So ask the right questions. Analyze or assess the situation. What caused the shift and the change within you so that you can see what's really going on underneath? I hope this, that this was beneficial for you. I hope that you come back next time. And I thank you for joining me on Faith, Love, and Therapy. Take care. <laughs>